listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 With the Portland Trailblazers, the upset, the eight seed out west in the bubble in Orlando, a 193 win over the top seeded L.A. Lakers. Portland now with a one nothing series lead. Let's go round table. And as we said, setting up the series price, literally the odds, the payoff is cut in half, plus 360 to plus 180. That means a huge effect. Let's compare that to what we talked about with the Magic. They were 20 to 1 in the series, and now they're only 16 to 1. It's like a pebble in the ocean. They're saying, yeah, you improved your odds, but you, they were so bad to start with, it hardly moved the needle. Now, we'll get into, is that true or not? Fez, do you feel like this significant upgrade for Portland was warranted? Is it in line with what you think it should be? And what did you see in the game? I think the adjustment is large, but I still, frankly, like Portland to win the series. So if you had a forced bet, Blazers have value, plus one. What would you think the line should be? I think the Blazers should be about plus 160. So we're down to a little bit of value. What did you see in the game? I saw a Laker team that hasn't been able to shoot threes in the bubble. They're shooting less than 30%, and that problem continued last night. Five for 32. That's not good, RJ, especially what is Portland's Achilles heel? Their defense doesn't defend well from three. You screaming Dame time, maybe? <laughs> I mean, that, that would unsettle me. But, okay, go ahead. So, Lakers can't make their open threes, and all of a sudden they have to go into the paint, and Portland's good at defending in the paint. White side, five blocks. Lakers yeah. struggled to get their points in the paint. Bill Simmons was talking about this. Is And, you know, I'm not an NBA originator. I've got... You know, I'd say NBA is probably my second favorite sport at this point. The defense for Blazers, if you just looked at it on paper, you wouldn't think, oh, they're really good inside. They're really good. But it seems that the players they have do a competent job defending the Lakers' bigs. And I'm not sure, you know, LeBron, however you want to describe him, but otherwise, what do they got? So to me, the big question, or one of the big ones, and Jonas, Fez, whoever wants to answer it, I don't know the answer. Do the Lakers, it's, it's not do they have a third score that they can just rely on, Chris Bosh style, is do they have enough talent after Anthony Davis and LeBron to have a third guy step up on most nights, right? Four out of seven for four series. Because that's all you need. You don't need it to be the same guy. It can be anyone. I just don't know who. Kuzma's got to be the guy. I mean, I, that just went against exactly what I said. Kuzma is the guy you'd say has more pedigree or at least more upside. Danny Green's a guy. Now, you could say, well, Danny Green didn't do so well. Well, they paid him. What did they pay him? $10 million? I mean, it was real money. And a lot of people, you know, there's young players on the Lakers. I'm having a minute. Alex. What's Caruso. Caruso. Yeah, Caruso. A, lot yeah. of, a lot of the analytics guys love Caruso. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, two questions to you, Jonas. One what do you say on the third person? And two, what overall did you see in the game? Uh, third person you would think would have to be Kyle Kuzma, but he's just not consistent enough. And I, I don't know that LeBron— who, If it's not Kuzma, who is it? I don't know. I don't know that there is anybody. I think it's—you better hope that Anthony Davis has a monster game and LeBron, ga- LeBron James continues to play really, really well and hope that their defense is good enough that they can get stops. Um, my overall look at the game— from the Lakers' perspective, 
it just feels like they've got to work so hard offensively to whereas Portland can just make shots. They've got, you know, Carmelo came up and hit some big shots. We talked about Nurkic on the show all week. Dame, of course, CJ McCollum. <laughs> it just feels like there's more opportunities and options for Portland offensively. And it looks like the Lakers, if it's not LeBron and Anthony Davis, they've got to work so hard to try and generate offense. Danny Green signed a two-year $30 million contract with the Lakers. Now, this wasn't like in 2011. It was this offseason. This is the guy that's not even in the discussion as potentially a number three on a given night? I, I mean, that means it's a bad signing, right? I mean, would we, I mean, Jones, you follow the Lakers really closely. Is it common belief in Laker land that Danny Green was a bad signing? He's been real bad lately. Like that's that's been more the, lately. Yeah, that's that's been the overall feeling on Danny Green. Can't find his shot. He's supposed to be a three point specialist. I mean, he was big for San Antonio in the finals. Oh, yeah. Hitting defense? threes. Yeah, and, and his perimeter defense was really good, and he can't find a basket. They're one of the worst three point shoot. It's almost like I was thinking about this last night. It's almost like the Lakers this Lakers team would be a really good team about 10 to 12 years ago. In the mm. modern NBA, I just don't know that this works now to where you've got bigs, I mean, legitimate bigs that are hitting threes and the Lakers are hitting five in a game. Well, here's the part I don't understand. I'm R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas. I get that it's hard to get shooters that also play good D because that's what you usually get, right? It's not a super talent. It wasn't a top draft choice, but... They work on that. Either they start with the D and they work on the three or vice versa, but they get good. The Lakers, forget defense. They don't even have shooters. And, I mean, you can go to the rec center and it's the, no, I get it. It's de- it just seems like shooters are cheap these days. It's just can you get a shooter that can do something else? And I don't even like, – like a Steve Kerr back in the day, he couldn't do much else, but he could shoot, right? They don't have that. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, you know, it seems like they not only have a team from 15 years ago, it seems like they engineered it. They chose it. Rondo. I don't even think Portland played that great last night. I think they said after the game on TNT, 100 points in a win was the lowest amount of points they scored in a win all year long. So it's not like they lit it up like they normally do. They had 100 points and still the Lakers couldn't manufacture more. Portland shot 39% field goal percentage from the floor. Lakers 35. The game total, so over under how many points was expected to be scored in game one, 42 points under. (laughs) Under by 42. They would have put up 40 more. They would have almost gone over. How much would I have bet (laughs) on the Lakers to win this game if you told me Portland was only going to get 100 and the total was 232? Now, think about this. They have the index batting. Right. Mm-hmm. So the way that goes is every point over, let's say, in a total or under it goes, you might have $100 per point, right? Or yes. What? So in this case, you would have lost $4,000. <laughs> yes. Oh, that, that, that would have been tough. I think Jonas is making the key point. The Blazers, the game one was the problem. If you looked at the line, what, six and a half it closed? Mm-hmm. That was higher than the series price said it should have been. That implied, in my mind, they thought Portland would be tired in game one. You agree with it? Yes. That's what the market thought. Yes. The nine games in 16 days and having to play every, needing every game like blood, the market was saying, hey, Portland's going to be gassed. 
and literally, you know, inflated the line maybe a point because of that, and they play poorly, and they still win. What I don't understand, go ahead. No, no. Oh, what I don't understand is what has changed. I know Bradley's not there. Okay, was he that? Because, Fez, you're taking a lot of bows right now. <laughs> when Bradley's. You nailed Avery Bradley being critical for guard play and for perimeter defense for the Lakers, yeah. Um, producer Matt, you want to go back about three weeks when he or four weeks when he said Avery Bradley does not move the needle. He's inconsequential. Yes, rewinding I, now. They, they <laughs> now. I don't. But, I don't think they lost. That. Avery Bradley had nothing to do with that game last night and them losing. I mean, Avery Bradley's not gonna not gonna save the day offensively like they would need a third score to save the day. I just. I'm sorry. I don't buy the Avery Bradley stuff. No, I think you're right. I think if anything, Jonas, what it's showing is there's multiple. There's a. I think Avery Brad. There will be multiple games in this playoffs. The Lakers lose. uh, Yeah, two games with because Bradley's not there. I don't. I think that could happen. But this game wasn't that, and they lost for another reason. Yeah. Which seems to me what I don't understand is not watching them every game every night. What is different? Jonas, what is different about this team? Is it just that the backdrop or the shooting sight lines in this bubble are bad for them and they're just they haven't shot well now for nine games? I, I don't know. I, I here's the one thing that I, I've been curious about because LeBron alluded to this uh, I want to say about a week ago, maybe a week and a uh. half ago, when he said something along the lines of you know, there's just, you know, stuff going on. I don't want to talk about it with this team right now uh, that they aren't in a good place. And that was brought up. And then he's brought up multiple times, a couple times, how the bubble is just different. It's different and, there. And that was my question. Did he talk about the team or did he talk about the situation in the bubble? Because that's what I heard. Did he also say something about the team? Yeah, he said something about the team as well, too. Ugh. Well, listen, let's, we know one thing. LeBron knows how to work the judges. And you know who the judges are? Are the media people. Colin Cowherd, the big names in media, Stephen A. Smith. Those are the judges. And as long as he gives them ammunition, you know, hey, this bubble was something different. There's the, listen, here's what you can know for sure. When Andrew Luck is being celebrated as some great prediction – you know that, that we're now in an Orwellian 1984-type reality in which you can just say anything and just keep saying it, and seemingly some people are going to believe it. Andrew Luck came in as the most celebrated quarterback since John Elway. He never made a Super Bowl. He did not exceed. He was not above expectations. He was below them. Andrew Luck played quarterback better than I ever could. Andrew Luck had a better than average career. But considering expectations, he was a disappointment. All right, let's get to reality here. And I think we're in a situation. Well, Faz, listen, you've got the ball. I still think you're going to lose. But I'm questioning it. I mean, I had, I had the Lakers going to the finals. I think... I think this is just an old team. And remember, he was on that podcast, I think Richard Jefferson's podcast, maybe. Yeah. And he was talking about reconditioning. And you can Mm. decondition and recondition. And when you're older, you fall out of shape faster and it's harder to get back in shape. And remember, he spends like a million dollars a year 
with all his different contraptions, his tanks, his, you know, I think they just didn't have any way to maintain in a pandemic like he typically is. And maybe he's looking like he should at this age if he wasn't doing the million dollars a year of extra work, which give him credit for. Maybe he doesn't have that. And maybe Anthony Davis just has never had pressure on him and he's feeling the pressure. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Pointed question, Jonas Knox. The Big Ten commissioner saying, there's a lot we don't know. That is an indictment of the NFL. It's an indictment of the other conferences. They're saying, we have the foresight and the vision and the intelligence and the discipline and the will to do this because we just have so many uncertainties. I don't think they think the NFL knows any more than they do because they could just call up and ask. So why doesn't someone ask him back? So you're saying Roger Goodell is risking people's lives for what? His, right? his, his own son plays at Mississippi State. And oh, that's he, funny. And he was on the record a couple of weeks ago saying that he would be okay if his son played college football. It doesn't make wow. any sense. Wow, let's sense. think about that. Because you can see sometimes they try to get you. So I could see the point if he truly believes it's best for the players not to play, that he has to let his son do his thing, though he would choose otherwise for him. But he gets to decide with this group of kids. And does he? I, yeah, because it wouldn't make sense if he could decide he would, wouldn't overrule his son. I think he would, but he's maybe saying he would. So that, that's a great stat, I, had, I mean, or a great factoid, Fez. You remember you used to say factoid? <laughs> is, that is a good one. It's just the sanctimony. If the guy just said, it, I'll tell you right now. One of the things Trump does really well is he just says when it's a painful something. Now, listen, sometimes he'll be off in Trump land, no doubt. But sometimes he's just, uh, you know, when they asked him about his taxes during the 16 election, they go, boy, you you tried to manipulate the tax system. He goes, of course I did. <laughs> he goes, everyone tries to pay the least taxes. You follow the everyone said, you know, he's right. Like, who, who's going to say, you know, I try to pay more taxes. If this commissioner had just said, first of all, he should be addressing his kid thing every time he answers a question, just so he doesn't get these gushes like this, right? But he should say, listen, we're dealing with life and death, and money's important. And I'm not saying that that, that would be a good answer, but at least everyone could say, yeah, you know, you could see him coming down on this side. This makes it seem like that anyone doing something else is somehow malicious, or not even malicious, it's um, negligent. The imp- I mean, wouldn't you say, Steve, that the, the tone of that comment is, if you do anything but this, it's out of ignorance and it's neglect. Yes, and I almost feel like a poker player. It feels like he's getting pot committed here, where he feels well, like he's I more can't... more than pot committed. Yeah, I said, can't... we will not revisit this. Exactly, and why not be flexible and look well, at the data? If you know you're not going to change, mm. you can't let people think you're going to change because it disappoints them again. Sure. So if you know it's a no, you got to stick to the no. Right out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. The Colts, 
What's your pick on them? I like the Colts to go under nine wins. Under nine. What's the juice? Juice is minus 100. No juice. Right. Don't have to pay any, and it's all about quarterback play here. Last year, the Colts won seven games, RJ. Now they're lined at nine. What's going on? Well, the feeling is that Phillip Rivers is a huge upgrade over Jacoby Brissett. Although I believe it is a slight upgrade, I think it's only a slight upgrade. If you look at the stats on both these quarterbacks last so year, we're going to look at the now. So this is the question, right? Is Rivers now a sign that he finally got old and this is the new normal, if not worse? Or was it an aberration? Was it a fluke last year? Because if you look at the year before, Philip Rivers is a Pro Bowl or all or Pro Bowl quarterback. Top 10 quarterback, exactly. Rivers is going to turn 39. Did some research, football outsiders. To, figure out, to figure out that he turned 39? Well, that sc- <laughs> scouts are reporting he definitely lost arm strength last year. That's what my oh eye my test God, showed your me. Your eye test. Well, it agreed with my you know, eye when test. When you're thrown from your back foot, falling back, <laughs> sometimes you don't get the zip on the it's ball. It's a good point. He's got a big upgrade in his O-line. But I got to tell you, the wide receiver. Well, I think that's a key. You could make the case the Colts have the best O-line in football. Ball, correct? Yeah, yes. And if you said, paint me a picture of Phillip Rivers having a great year, it would involve a great O-line. Yes. So whatever chance he has to succeed, it's going to be maxed here. I'm not so sure because the oh. wide receivers, T.Y. Hilton's turning 31. He was injured 31 last year. 31 now for a wide receiver? That's old. <laughs> well, and he was injured last so year So you're just going to well and act like it doesn't matter. Well, and it's just T.Y. Hilton. So they bring in Michael Pittman is, is a second-round draft pick. He's their number two wide receiver. Phillip Rivers does not exactly have great you know, wide receiver weapons. Jonas, here's what you know for sure. When <laughs> when Fezzik is going to pro football focus and squinting and trying to figure out how good the fourth <laughs> receiver is, not a great handicap. One last thing. The Colts got unlucky last year. So you can't, whenever you think, oh, they lost these close games, blah, blah, blah. That's why I like the over. The Colts, how many games should they have won last they year? They were five and six last year. However, they did lose two games when Hoyer was quarterbacking, and you could make the case they should have won both of them, to make your, your points. Hoyer was awful. For? For the Colts. Okay. To me, if you look at Brissett, he might be the best backup quarterback in the, in the NFL right now. Right? Yes, he and Andy Dalton. Yeah. So to me, I think the quarterback situation, they have a good chance to have a competent quarterback no matter what. You've got the under, though. 